welcome to Why Do People Like uh, General Mills Monster Cereals. Uh, we're approaching the, the scary months, and we are. This is a podcast all about uh, blueberry, Count Chocula, uh, Frankenberry, Yummy Which Mummy, and Fruit Fruit. Blueberry. It's blueberry. Blueberry. I would say Count Chocula personally, but I don't think I've ever had any of the other cereals you're talking about. <laughs> John's on a booberry kick recently. Listen, Halloween's coming up. The cereals are stocking the shelves. <laughs> the cereals are getting a little spooky. Listen, we've got very few things to look forward to these days. But uh, a cereal that turns your milk blue is always, you know, a welcome thing. But uh, Real no. high up there. Uh, also high up there is anime, because this is, this is why people like <laughs> anime. A seamless <laughs> podcast about food delivery and kind of uncovering the uh, you know reasons why people like I don't, no it's not really I mean we just watch a bunch of anime and kind of talk about it. We've been talking about anime. Um, I'm John for a bit. This is John and I'm Julie. That's Julie. I'm John. <sighs> this is John and I'm Julie. How are you uh, feeling? I'm feeling all right. You know, time time is passing and the anime keeps coming feel kind of grateful that we're making the podcast because it's just sort of been like the one thing that's been consistent in my life that feels like on a schedule yeah yeah which like thank god <laughs> yeah no i mean it's uh it's nice having like a few things sort of you know it's like tuesday nights so i gotta do x thing wednesday podcast comes out it sort of it, it helps kind of keep on track and kind of you know, help the week go by, I guess. Yeah. Like, I have very few things that, like, structure the the week and the month in that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like, so, I like work, but, you know. I don't know. I, I don't like know about you, too. but it's just, like, every day is kind of the same for work. Like, it's just, like, doing work a little bit. Yeah. And, and trying to fill my other time with things that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I guess I've always been pretty good about not being bored. Yeah. I think I think we've kind of I think we differ pretty significantly there. I I don't fall into like video games and watching TV as as a like comfort thing, I yeah. guess. Um which is partially why I'm I'm like not as involved with like all of that stuff, but uh yeah, it's mostly because I feel like I should be doing something like that that will like better myself in some way. Yeah. But who's to say that watching uh, TV shows isn't going to better you in some way? Yeah. Isn't that the message we learned this week? <laughs> you, I like I like host voice, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to settle into it. You, you know, you, my regular. I feel voice. like you. I, I get the feeling you like prepare these like, or you, or you see like a big like flashing light around all right here's a cool segue to what we were talking about Here, this week here's where we're gonna segue from what we're talking about yeah. to madoka magic <laughs> i guess you could say that you know time really is magical and yeah especially our, <laughs> my perception of time is very similar to the perception of time in madoka magic <laughs> oh that is a good there you go that is a good it's uh, a good good tag in yeah so this week we watched Madoka Magica, which was my pick. Wasn't it, isn't it called Puella Magi Madoka Magica? Yeah, it's got a longer name, but it is colloquially... In the streets, we it, call it, it Madoka Magica. It's been shortened because, let's just be honest, long Out names. in this motherfucker, we call it Madoka Magica. Right. I don't know how you... I don't know what your regional... It's like a regional <laughs> thing. It's like, you know, I think in the Midwest, they probably call it Puella Magi Madoka Magica. You know how, like, some people call it pop? What is pop? It's soda. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were... I thought you were making some like anime reference that I didn't know no, about. No, <laughs> I'm making a, I'm making a, a stupider reference Got to it. regional, Got regional words. It. So, what'd you think of this uh, anime? This is our first big quotes magic girl anime. Which, okay, can you explain what the magic girl genre is for people that don't understand? It's like Sailor Moon, right? It's. I mean, do you know more than I do about it? No. <laughs> okay, so. It's like Sailor Moon, yes, but it, like Sailor Moon was just one of the popular ones. It's kind of like, like the like magical girl anime. Yeah, well, right? it's it sort of like capitalized on what we know as today to be like a magical girl trope thing, and that's specifically like transformations, like a uh, little creature, sidekick, familiar. But basically, it's just bewitched. Like it's they're all witches. Yeah. And I don't want mean to say that to get confusing with like what the show we watched was about, but my understanding is like you've been gifted like magical powers, you're a witch now, but a good witch. Yeah. Like you get to like save the universe and fight curses and, and demons or something. <laughs> Julie's, Julie's waving something. You, I think you, she's you, waving a wand. Yeah, that, that was like was you like know a sailor. Sailor, Sailor Moon has some kind you, of, like, you, staff thing. Yeah, no, they all usually have some sort of, like, totem or... or like weapon. Weapon or ability that's specific to them. Yeah. And they're all really cute. Uh, but, so, Madoka Magica is considered the first dark magic girl anime? Yeah, I mean, um, to answer your question whether I liked it or not, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I thought... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I'll say this, though. I think... You know, while watching it, I, I kind of had the, the thought, like, you know, are we actually getting the magical girl experience? Yeah, no, so that's... You know what I mean? That's what I was kind of... Once we got deep into it, I realized that this was, like... Because I'm, I'm, like, semi-familiar with Sailor Moon, and... Yeah. And this show started to take, to take on some different themes, some darker themes. I mean, the first episode was, like, you know, it was pretty straightforward, and then until you get to, like, the magical girls, like, fighting the antagonists, in which, like, they really... It's, you know... They they go off the rails with like the animation. It gets really trippy and, and yeah. out there. Um, even even early on though in the show, it's uh, the music is so creepy. Yeah. Uh, so like that was sort of like a tipping point. And then there's like two very distinct animation styles. That one is like very trippy and weird. And I've never seen that like in Sailor Moon. Oh no. Like, I think this show sort of fronts as a cute, like, slice of life, uh, high school girls anime where they happen to be magical. And that's not what this is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the, the easy comparison, and I think the one I made was like, you know, this is like, a, this is about magical girls as much as, like, even Galleon is about mechs. Yeah, I, I, I think my connection is this is like... Girls Zoomed Panzer and Neon Genesis like got put in a blender or yeah, something. Yeah, I can see that. It's uh, and not to say like Neon Genesis isn't isn't about like the mech stuff because I think it's like a central part of it. But like, yeah, the magical girl you know trope or archetype is obviously kind of forefront here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the show doesn't nearly go off the rails as much as Neon Genesis does, like towards the end. But uh, it does sort of like take a hard left. It's got a big twist, and I don't want to spoil it just yet, but I do think that I like the show a lot, and 
I don't think it really... Okay, I think that since I've watched this first, I think I'm gonna not like the magical girl genre as much because I'm just gonna want it to be this. Really? If that makes sense. Huh. Like, I feel like this did something with the magical magical girl genre that was cool and people liked and is replicated, I guess. Because this came out in 2011. Yeah, um, so it's pretty new. So it's nine years old. <laughs> I mean, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, it's, okay, it's yeah. within the inside of a decade. So yeah, right. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like anything made, I feel like anything made in like the 2000s is new. Yeah. It, it's Lincoln like. Linkin Park is a new band. <laughs> okay, well, not anymore. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like the perfect example of the magical girl genre, but it no, is like yeah. a good show. So, like, I'm conflicted about, like, I don't know. I, th- I feel like I'm going to be more judgmental of other magical girl shows. It's kind of like if you watch, like, the the best thing first or something, like, everything else yeah. after that is, like, not going to be as good. There's, like, this, uh, there's this, like, personality quirk or tick that I really hate that people do when it's, like, when someone's, like, yeah, we're watching, uh, we're watching a monster movie tonight. Like, we're going to watch, like, a dumb horror movie, and it's, like, The Host or something like that. Like, it's, it's something, like, actually good, but the way that people portray it, it's, like, they're, they're trying to be, like, kind of, I don't know, they're, they're trying to be humble about, uh, or kind of trying to protect coolness about like as as though they're engaging with stupid media but in reality they're still watching like the kind of elevated thing of that like the host is um that's like a that's like a horror movie from the 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 guy who did parasite but that was like one of his like earlier movies Mm -hmm. or it's like i'm trying to think of like a a a better example it's like it's like such as it might just be like a like a brooklyn shithead thing but like (laughs) i i don't know there's there's like this weird sort of like it's like judgy well, it's like this, like kind of like an indulgence and in, like pre- tr- like pretending that you're into a, something that's sort of regularly like kind of looked down upon, but you're like pretending it's it is that thing when you know you and your friends all know that it's actually like the art thing. For example, like I could see someone be like, "Yeah, you want to come over? We're gonna watch like some magical girl anime, dude," and then like it's actually this, and it's actually like a smart thing. Mm. it's I, this it's like such a specific thing like i can't i'm doing a i'm doing a bad job of like portraying it or reenacting it it's it's like a, if you know you know but like in a i'm better than you type of way yeah exactly it, it's more like if you don't know you don't know <laughs> yeah yeah i get that I, i'm i mean i'm glad that I, we watched this i was definitely hesitant because like generally i'm not interested in like, I've, I've never been into, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Bewitched or generally just, like, witch content, like, American witch content. So, like, I was a little, like, hesitant because I was like, I'm not going to like this anyways. Like, I'm not going to like it because of the subject matter anyways. Do you feel like... And I also expected it to be more, uh, like, fan service stuff. Yeah. And the show didn't really hit on that too much. I mean, they're in cute costumes, but I was expecting it to be a little more, like provocative and it wasn't yeah i think like the intro had like uh it showed madoka like changing her outfit and like for a second i think you see her in her underwear and then that's like the ex- oh no they there's like two chibi versions of her yeah, like and they're too. naked and they're like hugging each other but it's it's like so it's so tame. kind of brief and tame and it's just it's yeah it's sort of and I they think were that's... referenced in the show 
Yeah, it never comes up really. Um, I think that's part of it. Like, I think they, you know, with the intro, they they try and kind of trick you into thinking it's this one thing when, when really it's not. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna ask like, does subject matter or like genre override? like a plot for you generally? I wouldn't say it overrides a plot more than like, I'm going to have an like uphill battle with it to begin with. Or like, I just won't even like try it to begin with because I'm like, oh, what's it about? Oh, it's about like magic girls. And I'm like, nah, I'm not really into that. Like I've never liked witches or whatever. Yeah. That alone will make me just be like, I'm good. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing with Neon Genesis. Like... Oh, I'm not really into like, you know, mech anime, so like I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, if it wasn't for the podcast, that that probably would have been a hard sell to get you to watch it. It yeah, it's always a hard sell because <laughs> like not only is it anime, <laughs> which like I've talked about like a one time hater, a, a one time hater, an, an old school hater. I'm converting. Okay, you're like uh, <laughs> I get I get it a little bit more. In the, in the Chappelle sketch of like the hate the player haters ball. You're in the corner. You're like the, the anime. <laughs> I'm the anime hater. But yeah, no, I think I liked this show a lot. Should I give like a synopsis? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, we should probably talk a little bit about like the story. So Madoka Magica is the main character, Madoka, who goes to school with her two best friends and is approached one day by a creature little magical creature it's a cat it's a little cat maybe it's got like alien qualities though it's not a normal cat well i mean for the for all intents and purposes like when you first see it it's like oh it's a magical cat a little magical talking cat uh named qb qb qb's got circular dead red eyes (laughs) does not blink don't trust the cat. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's really, it was, it's kind of funny to me because like a uh, voice actor, actress for QB is the same uh, voice actor for Morgana in Persona 5. So, but just. She's got a cat voice. She's got, got a cat voice. Just, <laughs> just two very different cats with two very different intentions for the character. So yeah, this cat shows up and is like, hey. I will grant you one wish and you I'll make you into a magical girl. And they're like, what is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, well, there's a magical girl in this city. Like, why don't we like go and you can like hang out with her? And her name's Mommy, right? Mommy. Uh, <laughs> so her, M- Monica and Sayaka yeah. go and hang out with Mommy, who's like a veteran magical girl. And she takes them on, like, a witch hunt. Well, yeah, I mean, the so reality is under siege by witches. So, yeah. Which is, like, a... So, like, they, there's a divide between the magical girls, which are good, and the witches, which are trying to, you know, stir chaos. And Yeah, they were saying that, like, the, the witches, in reality, they're, like, taking a human, and it's, like, whenever a human, like, goes to, like, do something bad, that's, like, how a witch is born out of them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they're basically, like, trying to save people, but that's through fighting some interdimensional battle which with like a crazy uh like circus clown or something like that yeah 
Yeah, every uh, every witch fight is different from the next one. So like, it can get like you know, it can it can just look like very like sketched out, and like the animation can look super scratchy in one episode. And then um, yeah, I think there's there's one episode that was all like clown and like big top themed, and it was like really cute, but also and like. But yeah. it's it's in this style, so you know they're in a in like a dungeon or whatever they're called a a lair, a witch lair or whatever. If the animation style starts getting really trippy and kind of like paper doll animation, but it's like a combination of like that and like really sketchy looking, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I I wish animation did that more often where they like switch styles for like a purpose. Yeah. Like a, like a story driven stylistic change, I think is always, uh, it's always cool. Like I think the the times when we've seen it in anime, I think that we've watched. I don't. And correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this is like the newest newest anime we've seen that has like done that. I feel like the ones that have done that that we've seen have been from like the '90s. They've they've there's been like animation switches, but I feel like now it's more like into a cute chibi style. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's I mean. Does that like not count? <laughs> I, I feel like that's like par for the course. That's like pretty. I, I think that's pretty normal. It's like uh, I don't know. Because I'm thinking like in Yuri on Ice, they would like yeah. switch to the chibi, and Fruits Basket, they would switch to the chibi style a lot. I guess Kill a Kill, they would go to like uh, they would switch that up a lot. Like that would get kind of. But like I would say, like the the difference between this and like something like Kill a Kill is like this gets so far away from like anime, like when when it gets into the fighting that I think it's uh, a little more interesting, maybe. Yeah. Not that Kill a Kill wasn't cool, but. <laughs> yeah, no the the animation style for the witches was like really interesting and and looked really complicated and you can't it's uh, it was, it was kind of hard to they sort of make the witches themselves like look kind of abstract so like you know i think for a bunch of them i was like what what the fuck is like the witch actually right it's and, and like, it's very like vague at first it's like mommy's a magical girl and she's gonna go fight this witch and if she kills the witch then she gets a little seed and that you know sucks all the badness out of her little life gem and it's like that's like very like on on course for like a magical girl. Yeah, the the rules of the of the world are pretty like straightforward. I think it's like you have magical girls and you have witches. Well, and... not everything is explained right away. Yeah, I, yeah, but like it's it's very like you'll get one wish and then you get a magical power and you get to fight witches and nobody says anything about like. Why is this cat here? Oh, like, oh, right. Yeah, I mean, like, what are the witches? Well, the well, the cat keeps trying to get everyone to make a wish. Right. Like I, that. The cat keeps. I like, guess I'm, I'm trying to say like the. I kept thinking there was going to be like a bait and switch that like the magical girls were like the actual evil ones and they were like fighting. Like I thought it was going to be like that. At one point, yeah, I mean, there's like sort of a bait and switch, but it's a little, it's like a, it's a little weirder, I guess. It's definitely weirder, less expected. But yeah, that cat QB Madoka and Sayaka, he he keeps trying to get them to, or she keeps trying to get them to turn into magical girls, and is like very persistent about it, and like sort of appears out of nowhere. Um, and so aside from those two, there's also Hamura. There's also Hamura, who sort of appears in, like, is... It, you really can't get a read on her when she kind of appears in the show, because she's, like... It's clear, that, it's clear that she knows a lot about, like, the rules of everything and sort of, like, all the stuff that's happening, but, like, she doesn't really reveal a lot. Yeah, so Hamura shows up. She's, like, the new girl on the first day of school. She instantly kind of... Oh, no, it starts off... The very first thing in the show is 
uh, Madoka has a dream where Hamura is like fighting yeah. uh, some big crazy thing that, that's like very like black and white and weird. And then on the first day of school, Hamura like shows up and Madoka is like, oh crap, she was in my dream. That's so weird. Like what's going on? Yeah. And Hamura like latches onto her and is like, stay stay close to me or whatever yeah and then they find out later when they're like battling with mommy because hamura shows up and it's like of course she's a magical girl uh so mommy's magical girl hamura's a magical girl and the cat's trying to get madoka and her friend (laughs) sayaka sayaka to make contracts which, I don't know, I feel like wording is, like, very important in a show. And just the fact that they were called contracts, I was like, this is like a deal with the devil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, wording is very important when you're dealing with, like, uh, like magical beings or, you know, some kind of some kind of contract that gives you some sort of powers. I feel like you always want to... Well, you want to read that contract <laughs> to know movie, what's happening. You ever see the movie The Wishmaster? No, what's that? It's, like, a really bad horror movie, but, like, the, the whole whole thrust of it is like there's like this genie who will grant your wish but it's always like some fucked up version of that so like Mm. you know some guy's like i want a million dollars and like his entire family like dies in a plane crash and he gets like a a life insurance insurance? oh god or like uh this girl's like i want to be beautiful forever so he turns her into like a mannequin Mm. so she's like trapped in like the mannequin body forever got it (laughs) yeah that's creepy uh, yeah, I was fully, I was fully, like, it, it goes into it a little later, and I'm not ready to spoil it yet, but, like, it's sort of like the balance of karmic law sort of comes into play, so, like, if you wish for something really good for someone, then, you know, something's gotta balance that out in the universe, which I think was really cool that they, like, included that sort of idea. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you wish for? <laughs> What would if, I wish? If, you, like, if some magical cat showed up and said, if you want to become a magical girl, I'll grant you one wish, and then you can fight for the rest of your life. I, and I would have to give up my... Well, do, do we reveal like what they have to give up in return? No, this is just the contract. Oh, just, just this the is contract? Just, this is what we know at this point. Uh, I want to manipulate time and space. <laughs> in reality. Okay. <laughs> You, so you want to be a god? You you yeah, accept, of course. You accept the god. What the fuck role. else would you do? I don't know. End world hunger. No, uh, I mean I can do that as a manipulator of time and space and reality. I guess so. You're like you want the the all encompassing encompassing yeah. power. Yeah. I see. You wish for more wishes. <laughs> yeah, I wish for more wishes. I'd wish for infinite wishes. Yeah. Would yeah. you wish? Okay, like uh, non like a a less ridiculous one or like less. Uh, obnoxious. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'd wish for like uh, trying to think. I would wish for everyone to get along. <laughs> hmm. Basically, like world world peace, but like specifically, like people would just like, like get cooperation. along, cooperation, like cooperation, and get along, and there would just be like I, I don't know like how it would work, but there would just be a set of like rules or something that everybody just believes to be true. Yeah, I would sort of wish for just like world peace. <laughs> I know that's like lame, but world. But it would solve, like, so many problems, I think, at the same same time. Yeah. Like, if nobody was, like, fighting with each other. I mean, this is the quandary. It's like, do you wish for something that can better yourself or better, you know, everyone? I don't know. What would you wish for? Email us at white people. I can't. Yeah, we'll grant your wish. Uh, I... (laughs) Huh. It's hard to to say, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think... You already have everything that you could possibly wish for? 
I guess I, I would want to read people's thoughts. Mm, that's a good one. Like, I'm also thinking, like, never aging or something like that. Like, obviously not, like, living forever because that sounds horrible. But physically never aging, I feel like that would be a good one. I always thought, like, uh, I think when I was a kid, I always wanted, like, uh, there to be, like, you know, viewing all conversations and all relationships with people as, like, like having, like, a walkthrough in my head for, like, say this thing to gain mm. favor, say this thing to become better friends with them. Yeah. Ask them this question. Like, I would I'd want, like, a... You want, like, the on- omnipotent view. Like, I want, like, a like a guy streaming into my head about, like, how to how to go about a situation with someone. I feel like time manipulation is a great trait. And to go back to Madoka Magica, guess who has the ability to manipulate time? The viewer, because we have the remote control. We can rewind and fast forward <laughs> and skip episodes. Yeah, and, and Hamura. That's her ability. Oh. <laughs> Remember? No, I was going to say, like, nothing I love doing more than trapping a character in TV, rewinding <laughs> them. letting the story go forward. On their, on their most painful moment, <laughs> as they relive it over and over with my remote control. Okay. That's a sci-fi story. Yeah, there you I'm go. Sure. That's, um, a, that's like a Twilight Zone episode. Homura is trapped in time. Well, she she her she is able to freeze time and sort of like move around and then unfreeze time. Like that's how it's presented like in her battles with like the other magical girls and Sayaka or whatever, Mommy. And they're like in a battle, in a witch battle and both Ma- uh Madoka and Sayaka like haven't made their wishes yet and they're still just kind of like getting the lay of the land. And mommy goes into battle and just dies. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like I've never seen anyone die in Sailor Moon. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, so. I haven't watched a lot of Sailor Moon. I don't think Sailor Mercury gets fucking murked <laughs> like three episodes in. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another thing to mention. The show's not super long. It's twelve. Twelve episodes. 12 episodes. You watch that in an afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, you can really, you could probably bust through it. In a long afternoon, you can watch the whole show. You can take a long weekend and watch all the show. And there are movies that we haven't watched yet, too. Yeah. Which maybe, I'm sort of like, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll just like watch like the Attack on Titan movie, the... Uh, we'll do all the follow-up the Sword movies. Art Online movie. Oh, like, God. I've heard the Sword Art Online movie is like, good. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to return to anything yet, except for maybe Neon Genesis. I kind of want to finish that that series. Yeah. Just p- because I purely want to know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so she's trapped in time. Or, or no, mommy, mommy dies yeah, in a mommy witch dies. battle, and Hamura has to come in and sort of like kill the witch and and get them out of there because they're still humans, Madoka and uh, Sayaka at that point. And it's really kind of depressing because they're like, you know, this this was like our best friend, and Madoka was like, me and you are gonna be like disastrous duo. And we're going to fight all the witches together, and we'll be best friends forever. And then she dies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, never make plans. Never make plans. And I, that sort of is the point where at least Monica is like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm totally freaked out about <laughs> Yeah, no, she, she having gets a, to battle and yeah. having my life be on the line. She gets it kind of immediately and like refuses to make the wish. Yeah, and, and then Hamura is, like, conveniently, like, good. I will do anything to make sure you don't become a magical girl. Well, she really doesn't want her to make the wish at all. and 
Yeah, specifically so she doesn't become a magical girl because Hamura knows something that we don't know. You know, she's she's getting real mysterious at this point. But she also like beats the hell out of QB, I think. Like yeah, in, in right, one of the early right. episodes, like they're like Monica is like in like a like a sewer or something, and then <laughs> QB's like running like scampering, and then like Hamura fucking like beats it up, beats the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Hamura keeps trying to kill the cat and, you know, to no avail. This cat takes a fucking beating in this show. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen, like, a like a talking animal get, like, as, like, damaged and torn up as QB. Yeah, there's two pretty gruesome uh, beat up the cat scenes. It was, like, kind of, like, shocking, all, like, honestly. Like, I, I don't know, like, I wasn't, I, uh, I, I, I'm a big... I have a confession. I'm a big fan of like cute things. I like uh, I like <laughs> plushies. I like stuffed animals. Uh, so seeing like a cute thing get destroyed is it's uh, jarring for it's very sure. Jarring and upsetting. Yeah. So mommy's dead. Mommy was the one who was kind of taking care of the whole city. Like that was her territory or whatever. And so the the other witches, I guess, sort of like catch wind and it's like, well, someone will come soon to take care of the territory. Like don't feel like you have to turn into a witch to Yeah. Or turn into a magical girl to to take care of this territory or whatever. Right. And Hamura's like, we can deal with it, don't worry. Uh, this other girl shows up. She's sort of like a side, kind of off to the left character. Yeah. Who tries to, like, fight with Sayaka, who very kind of selfishly decides to become a magical girl. Sayaka kind of does, like, a heel turn. Like, I mean, in a, after, sort of after, like, the magical girl turn, I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, uh... She decides to become a magical girl... And her wish is to save some guy who, you know, for some reason is in the hospital and can never play violin again. She uses her wish to, like, heal him. Like, be a magical girl so she can heal him or something? Well, her wish is, like, to for him to be able to use his hands again. Yeah. And... And then everyone's like, that's a horrible wish. Like, that's... You probably should not have done that. You probably should have wished for something for yourself. Right. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, if you could wish for anything, like, don't waste it on uh, humans. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't, don't waste, waste it on. Don't waste man. That's why. That's why. That's why I'm not in world hunger. That's why I'm fucking reading the the mind of the the guy at the bodega. I also thought it was interesting that so Monica is like has all these scenes with her mom, and I kept thinking that like. Monica would want to make some wish in like to help her mom out in some way or because there's like one point where her mom is like yeah I guess if uh you know this old guy at my company would uh retire then that would make a spot for me and I was like oh Monica's gonna like make a wish for her mom to like get CEO or something yeah for some reason (laughs) but that is not Monica's wish (laughs) yeah but anyway Sayaka Makes this wish for this guy, and at this point, we're into spoilers. So if you want to watch this show, if you want to check it out, I would... Uh, it's on Netflix. Skip to the end. It's on Netflix. It's Julie only picks Netflix anime because she wants to help out the people. <laughs> I want to recommend things that I actually really liked, and I think this really falls in line if you liked Girls in Panzer, if you liked Kill a Kill, if you liked Neon Genesis. Yeah. I feel like this is... A good entry level anime for people who don't like it. My next pick is going to be uh, a four hundred dollar eBay Blu-ray only. 
<laughs> or you or you torrent it. Listen, I just I liked the message and it, it was really thought provoking and interesting. So yeah, it that's um, my glowing review. It uh it I think episode by episode the scope gets like a little bigger until it's a pretty you know all encompassing thing and it 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 uh there's a lot of interesting things with sort of the the setup of you know the magical girl idea and I think um yeah I don't know it's it's it's. Again, it's like one of those works that I think, you know, goes beyond sort of the genre conventions. And it's clearly made by, you know, I don't, I don't know much about like the writer of this or the creator, you know, but I'm, I'm assuming that they probably have some kind of history with, you know, either the magical girl trope or just, you know, anime in general. And they wanted to make something that was sort of outside of that. And I don't know. I mean, it's also, it's, and it's not like not fun either. Like there's definitely some like fun parts and it's definitely like very sweet in a lot of it. Oh, it's super sweet. Um, That's why I liken it to Girls in Panzer. Right. It's ultimately about, like, love and friendship a little bit. Yeah. And there's no romance. There's no romance. And that that takes us into spoilers. Uh, Sayaka makes this wish for this guy because she obviously likes him. And the tertiary third girl at the beginning talks to Sayaka and is like, I like that guy too, so I'm going to go for it. And Sayaka kind of flies off the handle because, you know, she basically sacrificed her life and they realize that they sacrificed their souls for their wish. Yeah. And... Hamura kind of explains to them that, like, your your wish, like, put your soul into your soul gem, and if your soul gem gets too dirty from, you know, not collecting grief seeds, which is what the witches drop when you defeat them, uh, you need the grief seeds to clean your soul gem, and if you don't clean your soul gem, then you turn into a witch. Yep. And it's like, oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Everyone's fucked. <laughs> the ultimate heel turn. And it's and it's sort of explained by QB as like, well, this is like karmic law. Like, you're for every like good thing that happens, there's got to be some give and take, or otherwise the universe would be out of balance. QB has like a kind of an incredible line when like uh, Madoka's like, "This isn't fair." Oh yeah, he's like uh, uh, QB's like. Why do humans always say something's unfair when they enter into uh, an agreement that they don't fully understand the... Yeah, he's got a good line. QB has some, like, fucking, like, where it's like, you know, so QB sort of reveals itself or himself or herself to be, like, a... An incubator. An incubator and, and like, kind of like an otherworldly being, like, sort of like an alien or Mm. away from Earth. Yeah, like an alien. Um, And, but, like, you know, sort of an arbiter and like a watcher of humans for years and just like i don't know there's all these like like weird sort of like kind of nihilistic fucking quotes that qb will bust out and it's Mm -hmm. like well he's not wrong (laughs) yeah yeah totally and so when sayaka sort of like starts flying off the handle and she just like refuses to like take any grief seeds because the you know she's she's like i don't have anything to live for and frankly i'm like not even really alive because my soul is not in my body so she doesn't even think she deserves love at that point and i thought it was really interesting when she does eventually turn into a witch her sort of like manifestation of her lair was like all music based and yeah and like they conductor like an orchestra or yeah, like orchestra stuff 
Yeah, so it was all, like, based on her her wish for this guy to be able to play the violin again. Yeah. So it was, like, just kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I like when there's, like, good details like that. Yeah. That you can pick up on. There's also, like, I feel like there's, like, this, like, kind of, uh, I guess it's, like, maybe under the current or, like, maybe obvious message, but, like, low-key, like, don't sacrifice yourself for boys or romantic interests. Mm -hmm. There's also that teacher who's always, like, giving kind of lessons around, like, don't let, like, guys sort of give you shit over, like, what you make or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So it's, like, it's, like, kind of, like, this, you know, I don't, I don't know shit about, like, the magical girl, you know, but, like, I mean, it's obviously, like, a trope that's been, uh, you know, kind of expunged by, like, stuff like Frozen, um, <laughs> about, like, you know, sacrificing or giving away part of yourself for, you know, romance. For somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, I feel like this is that, like, this show's version of, like, that. Right. Also, just, like, make really informed decisions. If you're going to make a life-altering, like, choice, maybe you should know everything that, like, could possibly happen a little bit. Like, there, and that sort of falls into what happens with Madoka and her decision about everything. So Sayaka's kind of, like, the first boss. Sayaka's witch is kind of, like, the first boss. They're, like, how do we defeat it? The the red-haired girl sort of is like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Yeah. And it leaves us with Hamura and Madoka, who's still not a magical girl, even though we're like far into the series at this point. And Hamura does the big reveal that she has been looping time over and over again to try to get a better outcome for Madoka because she is actually really good friends with Madoka. From the beginning, from the first time loop. Just trying to save Monica from her demise. Her demise. Yeah, and so like, you know, I think so this is probably like the hundred tenth like reality that Hanamura's yeah. had to go through. And and it's revealed that uh ha- she's she just like Hamura. Ha- yeah, Hamura's just like because she keeps altering reality by opening up new timelines for Monica, it's it's leaving Monica to be one of the most powerful magical girls possible because it's just like this energy loop is is just like turning her into like even a bigger entity than than she was if she had just died in the battle because it's all like oh there's this big witch you're gonna need at least two magical girls to defeat this big big ass witch and it, it shows all of these like endings where it's like Hamura and and, and Modica uh, just like either dying or you know Monica like finally defeats the witch and and she turns into the most powerful witch. Yeah. <laughs> and Hamura just keeps like going back and like trying again. And yeah. every time she goes back, she has to be more and more distant. From Monica to make it less and less likely for her to become a magical girl. Yeah. And just like it's really sad. Yeah, no, it's uh yeah, the episode where like they, they kinda I guess that is kind of the twist of the show that Homer has just been it's like the show's been her groundhog's day. Yeah. And like you know, the, the show up until this point has just been like a pretty like small sliver of it, but like yeah, she's just doing the same month over and over and over again. <laughs> it's really, and it's like, you know, you, you, you sort of go inside Homer's, like, first, like, encounter with Monica and, you know, the others, and it's like, you know, they really, you know, the first reality or the first iteration of, like, this reality, they, like, really accept her, and it's really, mm-hmm. you know, it's really sad, and it's just, like, touching that she, she seems aware in the beginning that the cat's up to something, or, like, that the wish has to be a little different than just, like, I want to be a magical girl to save Monica. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the wish itself is, like, uh, what I want to 
I want to keep going back in time no matter. It's like just like the ability to keep saving her. Yeah, she just, she, like, her wish to become a magical girl was to to save Monica. And so that, like, gave her the ability to go back in time. Yeah. And so she confesses all of this to Monica. And what does Monica do? She wishes to take away all of the pain from all of the magical girls <laughs> and become a magical girl herself. But instead of becoming a magical girl, her wish is so big and time-altering because it's sort of like, hey guys, there's been there's been yeah, magical girls all back in time. Right. Like, that's that's kind of like <laughs> so QB kind of reveals like that I think for, you know, years or centuries or whatever, like his race has been harvesting the power from magical girls. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and that magical girls have sort of been like like sacrificial to kind of keep progress going. Yeah, it's some sort of, like, they bring balance to the universe by, like, you know, switching from magical girls into witches. And, and it's like the cycle's got to continue or whatever. And that he sort of appears at, like, prominent times to kind of push, like, evolution forward, I think. Right. Yeah. So there's all these, like, historical references of, like, girls. Like, there's, like, a Salem witch trial girl. And, there's, like, like, a Cleopatra Cleopatra. Girl. Yeah, exactly. But Monica wishes for all of the curses to go away. So she's she goes back in time and absorbs all of the, the cursedness out of... And it just, like, it completely, like, changes the timeline. And I think there's some, like, throwaway line about, like, well, she did fix this timeline, but this other timeline is just That's probably, like, the fucked. movie, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. And it changes, like, the whole purpose of the magical girls. Like, they don't have to collect grief seeds anymore. They just fight these, like, wraiths or whatever. Yeah. But the big thing is Monica basically, she can't be a person anymore because of her wish. And she just becomes, like, an entity and sort of, like, dissolves into the universe or whatever. She, uh, sacrifices herself for, uh... <laughs> With her bread and her blood. Yeah. <laughs> her body and her blood. Yeah, and it's it's 100% Jesus Christ. And and I think only Hamura can remember her in the current like, yeah. timeline. Uh, and, and, like, her family doesn't remember her. But she totally, yeah, she sacrifices herself for the good of the magical girls. For everyone's... To take away her, their sins. For everyone's sins. For everyone's pain. <laughs> she so, sacrifices herself, yeah. Here's my question. Why does anime, like... I feel like spirituality and religion is sort of taboo in the States and, like, Western media a little bit. Like, I feel like we love, like, culty stuff and, like, weird stuff, but w when it comes to, like, this is, like, the second show, I guess, that sort of was, like, a very religious feeling and very, like, spiritual and post-death sort of yeah. weirdness. I, I wish I was, I wish I had the knowledge about it. I, I'm, I've been aware of it for a while. I think most, most video games made in Japan that I play are a good portion of them. You know, I'm thinking specifically, like, the Final Fantasy games and, you know, even Persona and stuff it's like you keep fighting right you keep fighting like the enemies and eventually you fight some kind of god or some kind of like deity deity who's actually kind of influencing everyone's like god is always sort of like the last boss in a lot of those games mm. but yeah no i mean it's and, and there's just so many like japanese games where like you have to like kill god or kill some kind of god and i think it's mm -hmm. it, to where it becomes a joke i i really i 
I really don't know enough about like like Japanese culture to really say mm-hmm. one way or the other. But yeah, no, I mean it's definitely you know I think it's it's sort of like an ever present theme of like you know I think I think in Japan they think about God and specifically like Western religions in a in a way different perspective I think than you know America does obviously. I do think that's probably a big part of why people like anime is that it sort of touches on like spiritual sort of like even like ancestral like that you come from like a a bloodline or some spiritual line of of people or you know that your energy like flows through you through other people or whatever and like shit like that like after afterlife and soul stuff like i feel like everything's like a soul gem or like a soul card or like i think it's kind of funny how like i think a lot of anime it's either uh it's either like you know that energy exists and like that sort of soul force or whatever is real or it's just like there's no god whatsoever (laughs) yeah i guess so you're a you're a slug on earth guess so but it's interesting because like i don't i don't feel like i get that very much in i mean specifically i feel like i have to compare to like cartoons or something yeah can you imagine if like teen titans or something like brought up like god i feel like it would just be like so um divisive or whatever like so uh what's the word i'm looking for like polarizing yeah polarizing be controversial yeah controversial although now that i'm thinking of it there's like a there is an arc in the Teen Titans cartoon where like Raven sort of sacrifices herself, but it's like it's sort of like a one and done thing, and it doesn't have anywhere of like the the weight. She, that she doesn't Monica ascend does. to become a god, and no, I mean there's you know there's sacrifice and you know there's there's almost that stuff, but it never 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 goes all the way to like Messiah myth. Yeah, I mean Monica literally turns herself into religion, like into yeah. faith. Like, and I thought that was like, I mean, it's it's a wild move for something that looks like a magical girl anime on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and it, it's just like one of those wild wishes where you're like, yeah, if I could do something crazy that would just alter everything. Got your ass. Maybe I would do that. <laughs> Dumbass cat. And, and it's even to the point where, like, nobody remembers her. So, like, when Hamura's explaining it to QB, it's like, the, the cat's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Because now they have, like, grief cubes, like, little, like, snacks or whatever. Because they still have to fight these wraiths, which I assume is what the movie's about. Yeah. Like, what happens now? <laughs> yeah, they sort of, I mean, they sort of set up, like, a, like a future sort of story but it's i i mean i mean biblically monica's got to come back to she's gotta uh, be resurrected to be uh yeah to finish the the biblical reference yeah i wonder how much of that is like coincidental or or sincerely purposeful what that <laughs> that it's like such a jesus story oh i mean i think it's 100 percent. no there's there's no way they just like kind of fell into it i think that that was probably like because i mean it's like what what is the is there any greater form of magic than a god naga yeah no you're right you know like at least at least like in our our perception of like what magic can denote it's like i i I don't think that there's any that's that seems like the extent of magic is like godhood yeah this show took like a fun thing which is like magic and fighting things with magic and it turned it into like a real thing that was like what if this like actually existed and what if yeah rolled the scope upwards or outwards and until it's fucking creation yeah so 
that was Madoka Magica. So I think I feel like we gotta throw the question to the viewers and like we would like love to hear your responses and your thoughts on this show, especially if you've watched an anime that has spiritual themes that you really liked. Like let's, I would love to sort of deep dive on that a little bit personally. Yeah. Um, but also I was thinking about the dark magical genre being like so different from the magical girl, the same but different. And I'm worried that now going back to watch something that's like classic magic girl, I mean, it's going to like change my perception of it, you know, I because mean, I've already watched the first thing. Well, I mean, if it's, if it's like bad, then it'll be bad. But like, I don't know if it's, if it's good, I think you'll just enjoy it for different reasons or, you know, you'll be able to like like it like i mean i'm just wondering like please email us, us your answers but if you watch something what was your first anime and do you feel like you compare everything to that anime you know you know what i'm trying to say yeah please email us and tell <laughs> us what your first anime was we want to hear it what was yeah what was your first anime and do you compare everything to it or do you hold hold it sort of higher than other animes should we should we answer the first that? thing you liked should we answer that Maybe ourselves? Maybe not your first anime, but the first anime that you really like. I will say, I'm going to answer that question. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say, though, that, like, I think when it comes to Evangelion, I know that specifically, like, for that example, like, I think if we're going to watch, like, a mech anime, I think that, you know, there's still sort of tropes within it that I think Evangelion sort of touched on or, like, didn't, it sort of went in a different direction. Specifically, uh, I know all the Gundam series are very kind of anti-war. Like, that's sort of, like, the core of a lot of them, so. Right. You know, there's always that. You know, first anime I watch, I guess it would probably be Pokemon, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I'll, I'll say that, like, the first... I, I know it's hard for us because, like, we watched a lot of this stuff on TV to start. I'll, I'll sort of reframe that in, like, uh, you know, I think the first, first like, you know, maybe real anime or, like, kind of big anime I watched was uh, Fooly Cooly. And I think I definitely, on some level, probably compare everything after that to that. It, I just feel like, especially as a kid, maybe, that, like, if you watch something and that's your, like, gold standard, like, everything's got to either, like, hit the gold standard or exceed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like... For me, I feel like the first, like, real anime that I was introduced to was Miyazaki stuff. But the first stuff that I liked? I don't know. Like, I feel like it might be very recent, to be honest. Yeah. So you're gonna compare everything to Evangelion? Or Death Note? I just, I'm I'm concerned that my, my judgment's gonna be clouded because I'm comparing everything to, like, yeah, like, Death Note was probably the first thing that I liked. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh... I don't know. Tell me if that's a dumb question. <laughs> well, everything, I think, is sort of, you know, can kind of exist on its own in the sense of, like, what about, like, uh, like, music, right? I, maybe I'm thinking, like, specific to the genre. Okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah, maybe that's, that makes more sense, right? Like, because if something, if, if your favorite band is Nickelback, <laughs> I don't know, then all music has to be, like, I feel like gotta be better than Nickelback for you. You know what I mean? Well, I mean... You hold it higher. Well, whatever whatever that first thing is going to naturally influence everything else that comes after, right? Or right. The first thing that you kind of connect to. I mean... I just think how many times have you watched something and then been like, uh... And then you watch the next thing and you're like, well, this isn't as good as the last thing we watched. 
Yeah, I think I think fully coolly I connected with specifically, um, and it sort of it may be interested in, in narratives that were sort of kind of based around mostly ordinary people because that's kind of like the theme that runs out through you know throughout the show is that you know this kid's really upset. He, you know, he's he's it's like a coming of age story. He's growing up and he's he lives in this very boring town and stuff like that. And so like you know it kind of made me kind of connect with you know later later in life you know when I read like Norwegian Wood or you know stories like that where it's sort of about. You know, people coming of age in mostly kind of what seems on the surface normal circumstances that end up being, you know, kind of extraordinary or whatever. And also, like, you know, just dealing with um, just dealing with emotions in really kind of in your face ways, specifically when it comes to like romance stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I I think with that show as a ten year old, I fell in love with those characters probably as much as you can with a cartoon. Right. You know, like I, I really had an affinity for the characters in that show and I really wanted to see more of them and I really wanted to see like the story kind of keep going and, you know, more of that. So I think that it definitely kind of held, held me to like a high standard of like, I, I want characters that I'm going to remember and stuff. And, you know, a lot of anime didn't really do that. You know, I think the characters in that are so kind of perfect or at least, at least I have like a an affinity for them that I, I kind of hold in this high standard. So, right. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm wondering if like certain stories influence your taste, I guess, for for different types of things, or is it you like certain types of things, so you like certain stories, like chicken or the egg sort of yeah, dilemma. No. I just think maybe if you watch something really young, like Dragon Ball Z, then you're gonna like different things than somebody who watched like. Powerpuff Girls. You're going to like martial arts stuff time. or something like that, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But it, it's like, well, why did you pick Dragon Ball Z? Or like, did somebody pick that for you? And, or was and it just you just on like, it? was it just on TV after school? Like, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm just uh, curious. There's plenty of times when I, I, there were plenty of times when like Dragon Ball Z was on, but like something about like the animation or whatever, I just couldn't. Something, something about the way it looked just didn't appeal to me. And so like, I'm, I'm curious as to like why that animation didn't like, stand out to me whereas like you know something else you did. watched Yu-Gi-Oh yeah Yu-Gi-Oh looked great you know I thought that <laughs> I thought that looked awesome but like Dragon Ball Z like I really I really didn't like the way the characters faces look so I never really got into it I'm just curious if there's like a correlation between like what you watch early on and like the, the stuff that you like now later in life or maybe even specifically the stuff that you really don't like later in life I mean I think I think me watching I think the biggest the biggest sort of influence, like, kind of in my life, taste-wise, was probably, probably, like, watching all of The Matrix at age seven. Right. And having that on VHS, specifically, just because, you know, watching through the commercials for the soundtrack and hearing, like, Marilyn Manson, Deftones, Rage Against the Machine, then, like, watching the movie and, you know, all the cyberpunk stuff, I think, you know, influenced the, the kind of stuff I like watching and... You know, I mean, I still listen to Deftones and Marilyn Manson now, and so it's mm-hmm. like yeah. very, very much had a, a pretty big effect on me. And I, you know, I still remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I just feel like I didn't hit a lot of anime to start at a young age. I didn't watch a lot of anime, so even like the shows that were on TV, I didn't watch very often. So like now that I'm like discovering it at this age, like I'm wondering if I'm having a very different experience <laughs> than somebody that grew up on it. You know? Yeah, I, mean? I would say so. I think. It's, I think we should, you know, down the line, I think we should probably, like, maybe watch, like, a like a beloved kid anime. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, you like, I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh! was fun when we watched it. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't Yu-Gi-Oh! a real serious thing. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, I think it's interesting. So, yeah, like, if, 
We wanna we wanna hear what you know. <laughs> this is a long winded question. Sorry. <laughs> you know what your I, I guess like what your favorite first anime was or like the first anime you really attached. That you, you feel like it affected your taste. <laughs> affected your taste and that you really attached yourself to and whether or not you know that. And maybe we'll watch it. Made some kind of impact on your life. Yeah, we just wanna we just wanna hear. Um, I guess wrapping up though. Uh, back to the the, the gals. Uh, why do you think people like Madoka Lola, Magica? Magi, Madoka Magica. Subverts expectations, baby. This is the this is you know Star Wars. <laughs> what was the one? Uh, I don't remember what they're called. The newest one, the new oh, series. The Last Jedi. Yeah, this is the Last Jedi of anime. <laughs> no, but this this doesn't subverts all of your expectations. God. No, I think it's really smart. I think the music is great. Like we didn't even touch on that, but I thought the music was incredibly good. I miss sort of like that thumpy, intense Rocking. Matrix style. Uh, action scene music yeah and i really liked the characters i thought each character had a really solid purpose and goal in the show we're kind of I, I think we we there's a lot checked to, all my boxes yeah there's lots of the characters i think you know you can really dig into all of them why do you think people liked it so you can tell people they like magical girl anime but they secretly like the the really smart one. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> no, it's because... So they can say they don't like Magical Girl anime, but they do really like the smart one. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that, you know, it, it takes a it takes a pretty familiar concept with anime and, I don't know, does some cool stuff with it. And, you know, I think people... It's different from a lot that's out there. And it, you know, it's modern, baby. It's modern, baby. We've taken an old trope and we've changed it to be better. Yeah, I think that does it. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting hot. Like I said in an earlier episode, we turn our air conditioner off for this so that there's no hum in the background. It's like 90 degrees in here. And it gets hot, okay? <laughs> and uh, in the winter, it's going to get cold. We, we live in New York. Please send us questions. Yeah, you got anything else? No. <laughs> and watch Madoka Magica. It was really good. Email us. Why do people like anime at gmail.com? We'll answer some questions next week. Please send them. If you want to reach John, you can find him on Twitter. At, at John, John X Hill. I happen and to be a verified if you want Twitter. To find me. So I can't, I can't follow everyone back. Sorry, guys. Julia T. Dunham. <laughs> if you like that, I just talk over you on Instagram. And you can follow us at Why Do People Like Anime on Instagram and leave us a five-star review on, on iTunes. iTunes. Please do it. I'm, I'm fully in the Apple ecosystem now. I got I got the iPad. <laughs> we got the, the Magic Pencil. We got the AirPods on deck. got the Apple Watch on the wish list. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're Appled out. So I'm a, big, I'm a big Apple fan. I'm a big fan of their podcast API. Big fan of the fruit. Big fan of the, big fan of the fruit. Specifically in pie form. Yeah, please leave us uh, Apple, if you want to reach out to us for any uh, marketing opportunities, uh, Listen, sponsorship opportunities, guys, our I email is. <laughs> I I, why do people like anime at gmail.com? Listen, guys, I canceled my Spotify subscription just so I can support Apple Music and my good friend Tim Cook. All right, yes. So, please leave us that five star review. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>